Hey, Rachel. Hello, Brian. So how was this week? It was terrible. I mean, so just like that, the summer's over. It's over. It's done. Labor Day. Like, you know, you snap your fingers, and now I have this terrible anxiety about the fall. There's back to school, back to work, and... I mean, I'm just worried that I'm going to miss out on Halloween costumes for my dog. So (laughs) to relieve my anxiety, I ordered a lion costume for a dog. Oh, well, at least you got it early. It wasn't out of stock. I had to, I didn't want to get shut out. (laughs) Okay. That's terrible. More to come. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. You need to let it go, you need to let it go, need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, well, we have, uh, it's the beginning of September, we have unseasonably warm temperature here. It's yeah, like almost 90 really degrees nice. today. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, but at least we are not in the path of Hurricane Dorian, Hurricane which Dorian. is, uh, so we, we have some funny stuff about it, but of course it's a tragedy, especially in the Bahamas. It's terrible. I mean, dying. it was a category five storm. It made landfall in the Bahamas and then it hit Florida and now it's kind of winding its way north. It's been downgraded to a category two, but still, you know, very devastating. And our president, uh, Donald Trump was scheduled to go to Poland for a diplomatic visit this week. Not just any diplomatic visit, like a important one. Important one, right, to commemorate the 80th anniversary of the start of World War II. But he wanted to be here for the hurricane, so he sent Mike like to enjoy it, instead. To enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, you know, he wanted to be there for the American people. Um, and when I say be there for the American people, I mean be there at his golf course in Virginia, <laughs> playing golf, playing golf. And so um, Pence was in Poland, and um, even though Trump could not be there, of course, he had a very important message to convey to the Polish people. Oh, these are important because I like I read that the Polish people, like the president of the United States coming is no small thing. Like no, they it's like, a big were preparing fucking deal. for months and the security and the royalty and everything and but okay no so trump didn't go but he sent a message okay next a message. it's like when you can't accept your academy award in person right you have like a video a satellite <laughs> right. okay so he right. had a message so the message so a reporter said mr president do you have a message for poland on the 80th anniversary of the second world war and trump said i just want to congratulate poland <laughs> It is a great country with great people. We also have many Polish people in our country. It could be 8 million. We love our Polish friends. This Where did is he get the 8 this million is... number from? I don't know. I don't know. How many? I should Google it right now. Are they ones from Poland or how? of Polish? De- I, I suspect there's many how more many of Polish, Polish descent Polish and probably fewer than 8 million <laughs> actual Polish people here. I don't know. I, I don't know. 10 million. Okay. 10 million. Oh, so he was, so he was, he was wow, closer than is, he normally is. This is very close for him. Do you him. think he understood what happened in Poland 80 years ago? Um, <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> Take a step back. Sunday was the anniversary of the day that the Nazis invaded Poland, um, and Poland wound up losing nearly one fifth of its population right, and then in didn't World Stalin War Stalin inv- invade and like Stalin the next invaded. day. It was terrible, <laughs> and <laughs> so pro- the, safe to say the worst thing that has ever happened to Poland. The, definitely, <laughs> hands down, the worst thing. So to say congratulations. It, it was, sort of misses the it point. It was questionable. <laughs> it was an interesting subjecting comment. them to like fifty years of tyranny of various sorts. <laughs> I mean, so I guess the good news is that he wasn't actually in Poland to further embarrass us on the world stage, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess having Mike Pence Mike there is Pence pretty was, embarrassing. Well, what Mike Pence said was more somber in tone, and at least it was like appropriate. Did Trump tweet that? No, it was to a reporter. It was to a reporter. Okay, yeah. he could have tweeted it. That would be would have been even worse. <laughs> 
congratulations to Poland. I mean, it's it's just head scratching, and you just want to hide under a table. But how it hit Florida, right? Is uh, is Mar-a-Lago okay? It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> so when he was asked if he was worried that Hurricane Dorian might impact Mar-a-Lago. Um, he said, this is a direct quote from Trump, Mar-a-Lago can handle itself. It's a very powerful place. <laughs> it's powerful. It's a, it's a big swinging dick. <laughs> also, like, it, we don't... What does it mean to have a power... He's not saying it's like a sturdy place. It's, it's like a the, source of energy. Of Matt, of the, the Marianne Williamson aura is oh, going to repel... Oh. Marianne Williamson... <laughs> She's in on the act, too. She's in on the act. (laughs) Everyone wants a piece of this. So the storm changed course, you know, and so she tweeted on Tuesday, the Bahamas, Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas may all be in our prayers now. Millions of us seeing Dorian turn away from land is not a wacky idea. It is creative use of the power of the mind. Two minutes of prayer, visualization, meditation for those in the way of the storm. Okay. Fucking insaniacs! All of these people. All At these least people. she's a well-intentioned insaniac. Yeah. Trump is just a destructive insaniac, right. an evil, destructive insaniac. Oh, he's. I mean, this. None of this is even the worst. Right, of and it. he also. We didn't even talk about this because it was so obvious. He's the one who wanted to nuke the hurricane. He wanted to nuke the hurricane. This is a couple of weeks yeah. ago when it first like got on their radar. So, oh, but, he's also. I forgot about this. He's now our world's finest meteorologist our, as well. Right, he's feuding with <laughs> scientists at the National Weather Service now. So it began Sunday morning. Trump tweeted, in addition to Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama will most likely be hit much harder than anticipated. Much slightly. And so by that point that he tweeted that the hurricane's path was projected to avoid Alabama and 20 minutes late. And so this is very dangerous. You don't want to have the president right, telling the people in Alabama. you can't just do it for like electoral votes. Right, like, like evacuate. Like <laughs> it, it, the hurricane the wasn't even going to hit Alabama. So the National Weather Service tweeted, Alabama will not see any impact from Georgia. Oh, great. Trump that, took this, is there a feud with the National the, Weather Service now? Yes. <laughs> right. So what do you do when someone disagrees with you? You first blame the media for lying. You call them fat. You call them fat. <laughs> and then you find alternative facts to back up your nonsense claims. So today, Wednesday... He displayed a doctored map in the Oval Office that showed Alabama to be within the storm's path. But it's already passed. It's already gone past Florida. It doesn't matter. The point is showing that he was right. The, the storm it didn't even doesn't rain matter. In Alabama. The casualties don't matter. What matters is that Trump was right. The map Trump displayed was the same as a model produced by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration last week, showing the hurricane's projected path cutting through central Florida. Florida, but it had one key difference. The original projection ended. There was like a sort of a, you know, a, a radius of right, the, the storm. Right, the cone of uncertainty. Right. And then there was like a smaller black circle that was sort of like tacked on like a pimple that was drawn with a Sharpie marker. <laughs> Did he do it? That was produced to include Alabama. I swear to God. So he took God. a map he from like a, map a week ago. From an official a map. Sh- took a Sharpie and drew a circle around Alabama. Yes, he did what any normal psychopath <laughs> right. would do. He- and Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, the key swing states. <laughs> <The> key swing- <laughs> That's his electoral strategy, <laughs> declaring, <laughs> declaring a the, hurricane. 
wherever he needs votes. <laughs> I mean, he, he... But also, like, what political game... I, I don't even think he thought about it. I think he just started rattling off states. It just doesn't matter. It's just like, yeah. Diarrhea, terrible diarrhea. It's, it's like whatever, it's stream of consciousness, like whatever. It, it's also like the inauguration photos, right? It doesn't matter what the crowd, what the photos show. It's the crowd size. It's all about him. This is a, a very mentally problematic person. Storm size like, is the new crowd size, is the new hand size. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it's just uh, terrible. Okay, I don't know down. what else no, to say about no. this hurricane. It's making people, it's making crazy, crazy people crazy. It's like Mercury in retrograde. It's leaving truth and objectivity in its wake. It just, uh, this hurricane needs to go away. All these people need to go away. The good thing about hurricanes is they do go away. They do go eventually. away. Okay, Okay, shut it down. wishing well to all of you in the Bahamas. Yes, Moving I feel on. for no, the people in the Bahamas. No, Oh no, boy, okay, Dorian. let's stay on the world stage here for a minute. Um, I'm guessing Boris Johnson was at this Poland thing since he was one of the allies or england was yeah, I i'm assume. sure he yeah, was I'm sure yeah. he was there right yeah. um so he's very controversial i we're not even going to talk about what happened today in the news there's a government there there's not a government there's brexit there's not brexit they're gonna call a whatever new whatever we say it's, now is going to be different a day from now so we won't comment on that it's but melting down it's, it, there's a meltdown right it's uh <laughs> and what this did though is it got me very curious about boris johnson and there was a good daily podcast uh about him oh, which yes. was definitely caught my attention we will link to it in the show notes yeah fascinating and um you know we have a visual image of him he's like a whack whackadoodle but <laughs> he's a haircut on a neck <laughs> in an empty suit he's a mustache on a head without a without head a or a mustache <laughs> okay so i went in to the definitive source of biographical information about boris johnson which of course is wikipedia oh. but i unearthed some very interesting facts about him so i thought we would share with our audience everything you need to know about boris johnson oh, great. in five facts mm -hmm. okay the first fact and this is surprising to me he was actually born on the upper east side of manhattan really yep and as a kid he lived in chelsea across from the chelsea hotel Oh. So he has sort of that American sense of bombast that is not very British upper crusty. That is so crazy. So maybe that's where a little of that comes from. Patty Smith lived at the Chelsea Hotel. Maybe, maybe. they were friends. <laughs> childhood <Robert> friends. Robert Maplethorpe. <laughs> maybe there's like a nude. Like a of dick like, pic. <laughs> a nude of Boris Johnson in like a vat of piss. <laughs> Anything's you never possible. know. That's how that hair got permanently like that. Yeah. Okay. Number two is um, from his childhood, I guess he had a diary or something. His earliest recorded ambition was to be world king. World king. Yeah. And guess what? He's pretty close yeah. right now. I mean, Great Britain's one of the great world powers. He's effectively the king. <laughs> More yeah, on that later. I mean, okay. Tenuously, Tenuously for the moment. Okay, that's interesting. Here's something about his more recent personal life. I didn't know this stuff. So in 2006, while wedded, he had an affair with an artist named Anna Fazakerly, which I mention only because her name is Fazakerly. That's what happens when you grow up across the street from the Chelsea Hotel. <laughs> You're, You're drawn, drawn to, to people <laughs> named <laughs> artists named Fazakerly. Yes. <laughs> and then in 2009, out of wedlock, he not out of wedlock, it was an affair, um, he father, fathered another daughter with a woman named Helen McIntyre, but then he sought a legal injunction to ban reporting of the daughter's existence. Oh. So he wanted to deny the existence of this human, not just like that it was his daughter. She must this, love that. <laughs> right, she's now grown up. 
as a non-entity. They're very close now. Okay, moving back to royalty in terms of being world king. I really didn't know this. It's really interesting. Boris Johnson is Queen Elizabeth's sixth cousin twice removed. But aren't we all? <laughs> Didn't he do Ancestry.com? <laughs> like, I feel like we are, too. That's that's pretty I don't know if the Jews are. I suspect that it... <laughs> six cousin, cousin twice removed. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, Boris. I don't know. Okay, and then here's the most interesting one of all. Number five. Of his five or maybe six or maybe seven children, two of them are named Lara Lettuce and Cassia Peaches. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lettuce and peaches, two great tastes. That <laughs> tastes <great> delicious. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> Who names that? Lettuce is, to be fair, it's spelled L-E-T-T-I-C-E. Like lettuce. Like, like there's lettuce. A, there's a drug that you put on your eyelashes that makes them grow longer. Oh, I wonder if she has long <laughs> it's eyelashes. It's like an ophthalmological <laughs> <laughs> medication. <laughs> <laughs> that makes your eyelashes grow longer. Is it like cosmetic, it's, or is no, it it's like a side effect for a different kind of like <laughs> glaucoma un- medication? <laughs> but people have started using it. Okay, I am like off it's off topic. label. It's off label <laughs> <Yeah>. prescription. <laughs> Hi, doctor. <laughs> I think I have diabetes, but most importantly, I'd like longer eyelashes. <laughs> Can you prescribe me some? <laughs> I want my eyelashes to look like Lara Lettice. <laughs> Boris Johnson. <laughs> I want my butt to look like Carissa Peaches. <laughs> okay, no. okay, no. Boris Johnson, that's all we need to know. You yeah. may or may not be prime minister by the time this podcast is released. We but hope you're not. You're terrible. You're, you're the worst. terrible. Goodbye. No, Bye. no. Hope you disappear. Okay. Um, let's stay in the British Isles uh, for a moment. Um, one of the big problems with Brexit is they have that border between Northern Ireland yeah. and regular Ireland, Republic of Ireland. Right, and they have no idea Right, what and to there's do this it. whole tenuous peace accord, and if there has to be like a hard border there, it like runs down the middle of people's streets. So yeah. those Ir- Irish and British relations are now peaceful, but very fraught. Um, the Troubles, they call it the Troubles. There was the Troubles, right? We don't want more Troubles, right? No. Um, but it's taking on, there's a new unlikely flashpoint for the centuries-old dispute between uh, Britain and Ireland. It is called Rockall. It is a an island. It is extremely remote. The It's in the Atlantic. The closest land is Scotland, which is 230 miles away. Rockall is 80 feet wide. It is a rock. It is (laughs) uninhabitable, and it is battered by 50-foot waves. Okay. So it's really just this geological rock, but it's considered a thing, and it has very fertile fishing grounds for squid. So do people go there and fish for squid, like when the way in low tide? (laughs) (laughs) You can't get on the on the rock. It's just too hazardous. It's too hazardous. You can't even get near it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now there's a a history here. Kryptonite. (laughs) Right. So the UK annexed this in 1955 to stop the Soviet Union uh, taking it over and spying from it. And at that time, it was called the last active empire for the British Empire. Um, But recently, Scotland has demanded that Irish fishing boats stop fishing around them. They're asserting their sovereignty uh, over Rockall. But enter. There is one man committed to taking back Rockall on behalf of Ireland, by force if necessary. Okay. His name is Brian Warfield. He is a 73-year-old folk singer. That's the first thing you need to know. The second thing is he doesn't have a boat. 
<laughs> what is he going to do? He doesn't have a boat. He's going to jump? It, no. <laughs> okay. So he's part of a band called the Wolf Tones. Oh. And his plans are for he and his band, the Wolf Tones, to make the journey somehow in someone else's boat, I guess. It's going to take up to 30 hours. But the problem is that the, the waves are crashing and they're so big, you can't even get close to this rock. So you have to either swim or leap onto the rock from the boat. And then you have to climb 50 feet up like scramble up rocks to actually plant the Irish flag. Oh, wait, what are they called? The wolf? The wolf tones. The wolf with tones. an E at the end of wolf. Okay. Yeah. So you could do a concert. I'll <laughs> be like Woodstock <laughs> with no audience. Seagulls as the That'll audience. Give new meaning Oh, it's also to... covered in slick uh, bird dung. Oh. That'll make it even <laughs> easier to get a, a toe-defying <laughs> concert venue. Now, the band, now, Brian Warfield has been committed to this for many years, but the band is a little more skeptical because they're getting, like, dragged along. Um, Tommy Byrne, the 75-year-old guitarist, says, I'm not, sa- I'm not saying that I'm not up for it, but 40-foot waves? I mean, really. But Noel Nagel, who is the 75-year-old whistle player for the band... <laughs> Well, it's like an Irish folk band. They oh might have a whistle God. player. Says he wasn't at all surprised. He said, Brian Warfield, I've known him for over 50 years. I know what he's like. He's gung-ho uh, to do this. So I'm really interested in what my <laughs> college roommate, Louisa Benyon, has to say about this, because she's in like an Irish folk band. Oh, yeah. She, I wonder if she knows the wolf tones. <laughs> I wonder if she knows. I would have interviewed her had I known we were talking about this topic. Louisa, call us. Couldn't they just use a drone or something or a helicopter? I, I don't guess know. there's nowhere for the helicopter Can't to land. Can't they just come down on a rope so they don't have to climb the 50 feet? They could feet? Down. They just repel down. They don't and, even have a boat. But what did they They haven't thought this out very well they don't have a boat they don't have a drone they don't have a copter <laughs> this is a very ill-conceived plan but what do they want to do when they get there just plant the irish flag and just like stake it stake the claim what yeah, do they think that'll they do get the hell out what it's, it's, i guess it's symbolic that they're symbolic right, okay ireland okay. is not going to get walked over by scotland <laughs> okay this, <laughs> the great powers clash <laughs> this, this, seems, uh, this seems like a very um okay call us brian idea. warfield call us when you get to rock all we'd love to have you on as a live guest by satellite uh, yeah i hope they like facebook live it tweet live tweet it live tweet yeah it. absolutely yeah. okay no shut this down nope absolutely not okay uh moving on to domestic matters uh i'm gonna talk about a dairy queen in greenwood south carolina oh it's our queen the our queen, <laughs> not Queen Elizabeth, but the American the queen. American queen. Dairy queen. <laughs> Dairy queen the second. We are a monarchy. <laughs> we kneel at the throne of the Dairy queen. Well, this particular one in Greenwood, South Carolina, uh, I think last week, there was a sudden and alarming swarm of federal agents, like dozens of them. They swarmed the, the, the Dairy Queen and it was like shocking for everybody. And even the manager, Saeed Momin, didn't know what was happening. It was like a whirlwind. And uh, then he, he queried and a corporate inspector, I don't know what that is, told him that there was a complaint that there was human meat inside their burgers. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. So where did this complaint come from? Uh, is okay. The so a, a few questions. Like, how do you know if it's human meat? I mean, do you know? I mean, we, everyone jokes it tastes like chicken, but like, why wouldn't it be in a chicken how sandwich? How would you be then? able to identify it? Right. And like, is this person credible? And like, who? Like, who are they? And right. Like, so yeah. moment denied. It said there's no way that that's possible. Although it could come from corporate. You know, I'm sure they get their Does like Dairy Queen serve burgers. <laughs> I thought it was just dairy. No. It was just like blizzards. <laughs> no. They have a full menu now. Oh, I, this is news. Maybe they this should, is news you can use. Yeah. Okay, go to Dairy Queen for your human meat burgers. Um, journalists were on the story. They interviewed the county coroner who denied it. And my question also is like, how would the county coroner know if there was human meat in a hamburger? Like, had there been any unidentified corpses turning up? And, like, why would you have to deny something like that? It's so preposterous that the denial raises more questions. Than it, than well, it... Dairy Queen gets in on the act. Well, it turns out that they did figure it out. There was a money laundering operation going on at the Dairy Queen, not involving manager Saeed Momin, but somebody was keeping, two th- some third party was keeping $2,000 in a safe that got unlocked, and then someone else was handing, anyway. Very these, small, these guys... <laughs> Money <laughs> compared to cannibal <laughs> burgers. And then people started, you know, uh, tweeting to Dairy Queen, asking them about whether they have human meat in their hamburgers. And uh, one of the responses was, hi, Matthew. At Dairy Queen, we are proud of our 100% beef hamburgers. We serve a high-quality hamburger with no additives or fillers. What they did not say... Well, I say that we serve a high-quality hamburger. I guess I said 100% beef hamburgers. Okay. Uh. But this really, like you said, raises the question is, are we at the point now, because there's all these meat substitutes, where the the restaurants have to say all the things that their meat does not contain. Yes. Right? Do they have to say Because everyone now says no GMO, no soy, no gluten, no tree nuts, and everything like that. Do they have to say no human meat, no, human no rat meat, meat no, no gerbil no meat, dogs, no dogs, no cats, no... no- no. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This is you should terrible. be able to eat confident that there is no human or anything other than the You can't intended... be confident. No, <laughs> just eat at home. <laughs> okay, shut this down. No. no. Okay. okay, what do you got? So um, sometimes the headline just says it all. And NPR <laughs> had a headline that said, a new blood-sucking leech species found hiding outside of Washington, D.C. Oh, delightful. Was it a lobbyist? At first, I thought it was a metaphor, but it is not. Um, So there's this new leech, and it's very... new leech, and it's hot. (laughs) It's very exciting. It's called Macrobdella mimicus, because it mimics another type of leech. And so it's been lurking in plain sight all this time. Oh, they it's just, in like a sleeper cell. It's, <laughs> right. <laughs> but they finally identified it for what it is, which is it, it has an olive green body encasing Ugh. three jaws. Ugh. And each jaw is lined with more than 50 teeth. And it looks like a cigarette-sized relative of the skin-crawling creature from the Alien films. Oh, what could <laughs> This just keeps getting better. I have a question about the three jaws. Is there a picture of the Are they like on top of each other? Like it has two mouth holes that are that are enclosed by three jaws. Three jaws. So it's like a Big Mac. It's it's like one inside of the other. (laughs) It's like a fish turducken, but a leech turducken. It's a leech turducken, all in one body. I tell you, I have serious problems. I hate any kind of marine life. Like I barely even go swimming in the ocean because the fact that there you don't want a fish fish to touch your foot. No, yeah, it's a little bit creepy. And even like nice crystal clear mountain lakes, like there's leeches in there. Oh, I've gotten one before. No, shut up. Oh yeah, when I was at summer camp, I once got a leech and I was screaming so loud. I would never even take a shower again if I got a leech. 
very traumatic. But so, okay, so there's this woman named Anna Phillips. She's the curator of parasitic worms. What a job <laughs> at the Smithsonian. <laughs> there's a curator of parasitic worms. This is like... Look, if you're going to cut back administration <laughs> on science... I have the first job to nominate. <laughs> well, I don't know. The, the worms are, are very useful these days in science. Right. Well, they isn't there like a nitrogen soil function that they perform? Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but you know how there, there used to be like leeches used to bleed people yeah, back in like, you know, quack doctors would do it like in the 1800s before people knew about medicine, right? But <laughs> But they've started to do it again to like... To replace stale blood with fresh, leech-drawn, oxygenated blood blood for like finger reattachment, (laughs) reconstructive procedures. They actually use these leeches. So these leeches, this new species... (laughs) Could be helpful. (laughs) It has three jaws, so it's twice as effective. Three times as effective. The the, the, the throughput is remarkable. They're making a comeback. So um, leeches are generally gross, but... Not as gross as the leeches no, in our all government. All leeches get a note from me. I keep the leeches. These leeches are amazing. They're life saving. <laughs> okay, split decision. I, I no, don't know why no. I get the final say. I get the final say because it's a podcast called Nope. So, no, nope, no. nope. Okay. I have one last story here. Um, it is also an animal story. Um, we've been to uh, the Outer Banks together of we North have. Carolina. We recorded a podcast we there. We did. And I go every year. And it was fun having you the one time. And um, uh, there's a lot of wildlife there. They have wild horses. But they also have snakes. They have rattlesnakes. There was a particularly alarming incident with a snake last week um, because it was a a particularly large snake that leapt onto a dock and ate a fish that was, like, unnaturally large for the snake's body, one of these things where it, like, unhinges its jaws. Was it, like, a sidewinder kind of snake? No, it was, like, like, a leaping snake. That's (laughs) what the sidewinder does. It, like, hurls its body forward. Oh, really? But out of of the water? (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if they live. I think it's, like, an aquatic (laughs) sidewinder. No, those are more, like, desert snakes. (laughs) Right, that's what I'm saying. This is like a combination. sidewinder. Uh, <laughs> right, I don't know. Okay. Um, anyway, so the video of this went viral. It was all the rage. And then it, they found out, or the verdict was, that this was not, in fact, a snake. Even if there's a video, you, we'll link to it. It looks exactly like a snake. It is, in fact, a legless lizard with a detachable tail. Which, next to leeches, sounds like the most terrifying animal so I can conceive of. So is this a new of. species that they discovered <laughs> no, as well? No, exi- it's an existing species. It's called a glass lizard. Oh. Um, it also has some other unusual traits. Oh, well, the reason it, uh, the reason it is, can detach its tail is if there's prey. Like a star, you know, it can... Uh, if, if something it grabbed its tail, it can... T- but even more so, it can detach like other parts of it, and basically it can shatter itself. And that's why it's called a glass lizard. This is the future of civilization. (laughs) Wait, so my question is, like, if it's shattered itself, like, it can't regenerate. Like, what good does it do? Right. It's a shattered snake. A shattered (laughs) lizard. Who needs a shattered lizard? I don't know. We need to ask the herpetologist (laughs) at the Smithsonian. (laughs) No, the parasitic worm herpetologist. Um, Yes, it's uh, when you grab its tail, it thrashes and breaks off the tail. Um, The other interesting biological trait is, I think, one of the only lizards or snake. Oh, you can tell from a snake because it has eyelids and it likes to wink at you. (laughs) 
like in like a flirtatious way? I don't know. It's and can it's, its eyelash like break <laughs> off they, as well? If it takes this drug, can it have long eyelashes? <laughs> <laughs> the Boris Johnson daughter. Yeah. Let's Boris Johnson's daughter, the legless lizard with a detachable tail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to the Outer Banks in a few weeks. I'm not, I know where this thing is. I'm not going anywhere near it. No, I mean I can only imagine if Doug saw it. Oh, he would be fine with it. I would. I would need to be hospitalized, <laughs> for, like in a psychiatric forever. hospital forever. I would be committed because I would never recover I from seeing it. I hope you don't cross the path of this between the leeches lizard. and the shattered <laughs> lizard. The world is ending. No, no, no. no. Okay, well, I, we're at the end here, but um, like I said, people always ask me, like, how do you decide on the on the topics, and like, do you come up with them? Does Rachel come up with them? We both come up with them, but then, like, sometimes they ask us, like, you know, what, like, do you le- ever leave anything on the cutting room floor? Yeah, like, why didn't you talk about this? And X was such a nope. Why didn't you mention that? Right. And so I have, I have some things here that I thought we'd talk about. Some like bullet points. Yeah, <laughs> some, some bullet unexplored points. bullet points. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. um I'm seeing there's a Jeremy Renner app. Yes, that and, was me. And, and approved because someone put the word porno. What is it? Someone put the word porno on it. What is a Jeremy Renner app? So Jeremy Renner launched an app, which is basically a a way for fans to communicate with him or with one of you his have to pay to communicate with him interns. Yeah, so <laughs> so you join pay and to like talk to Jeremy Renner's <laughs> intern. Listen, like some people feel like they need I feel more. Like, I think that's Jeremy called go Renner. to a bar in Hollywood. I don't have enough Jeremy Renner. So okay, so you get the Jem- Jeremy Renner app and you get like push notifications on your phone every time somebody like responds to a photo of Jeremy Renner, but it looks like the quote is like coming from Jeremy Renner himself. Who needs more Je- this much Jeremy Renner? <laughs> I don't know. But, okay, no, no, anyway, th- we're not talking about this. No, we're uh, fine. We don't have <laughs> to talk about We're not talking about, about this. Okay, <laughs> next topic. Uh, Dior did something terrible? What oh, yeah. This? Okay, yeah. Dior, so continuing in the great tradition of Dolce & Gabbana and Prada and Gucci, they launched a racist fragrance called Sauvage, which translates to savage, and it appropriates Native American iconography. I have no fucking idea why, since they're a French brand. But <laughs> okay. they, and they employed um, Johnny Depp as the spokesmodel, and they said it's because of his quote deep ties to the Native American community. And those deep ties are <laughs> because I see this coming. he played <laughs> Tonto in the 2013 film The Lone Ranger. Which in itself is sort of a racist portrayal. Yes. Okay. No, we're not talking so, about no, that. We don't have to talk no, about, about that. that. Okay. What do I have? I have a couple. Uh, yeah. So a guy is suing Popeyes because they ran out of chicken sandwiches. He says it's deceptive advertising. Not talking about that. Suing right. Popeyes. Oh, this is interesting. The United Passengers on United Airlines are suing because they were forced to sit in uh, vomit-covered seats. Okay, this is a losing lawsuit. <laughs> Every seat, it's particularly on United Airlines, is covered in vomit. Or has been covered in vomit at, at some, some point. point. Right. The question is, what do you do once the seat is covered in vomit? It's all in the follow-through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, we're not no. talking about that either. Okay, that's our speed round of shit we really don't want to talk so about. So don't, don't hit us up and say, why didn't you mention the yeah, Jeremy we just Renner did it. app? That's don't, why. Don't say, why didn't you mention that people are vomiting on United Airlines seats and they're not cleaning them up? Okay. We you, got it. We're we got there. It. We got we, it. We're we on it. We know about it. We're on it. We're just not talking about it. We have editorial control here. We decide what to not talk about and what to not not talk about. Okay. <laughs> now it's time for our yups. We got it. Those are terrible. We need some yups. These are the little beacons of hope, the little rays of light. I feel like I change those up every time. Is it beacons of light or rays of hope? Or rays which of, beacons of hope. 
But they work both ways. No, what way. I just said. Yeah, that way. Um, that got us through the terrible, terrible week. Rachel, why don't you go first? Okay, so my yup today goes to Anthony Lupi, who is a 28-year-old UPS delivery guy in Soho. Oh, and that's right by here. Yeah, his route, unfortunately, is just like a block. It ends a block away on West Broadway. So you are slightly southeast of him. Um, <laughs> you should I'm slightly southeast of Anthony Lupi <laughs> as we speak. But so the, the my point of giving him the yup is that everybody needs a little eye candy in their lives, and he is delighting people all across Soho with his handsome looks in the UPS outfit. And the New York Post had a, this very long, it was almost like long form it was journalism, like a New Yorker New Yorker article <laughs> about him and how people are getting very mad if he's not there delivering their packages. And understandably, yeah, Wait, isn't there that isn't there that thing from Legally Blonde with the bend and snap? Bend and snap, or? yes. And uh, people are asking him to bend and snap. He thinks it's funny. He he seems like you know he he takes everything with a lightness and brings joy to his work, which is <laughs> to his all we can, route. <laughs> which is all we can hope for in these okay. troubled times. Yeah, that is that is definitely up. My up is also something that is springing forth like a hot UPS guy. It is a tomato plant in the East River here in New York. Oh yes, I saw that. It was like a beacon, like a red. Ball, a one like a red. It's like from Get, Great Gatsby, but a tomato instead of a lighthouse. Yes, it's, just, so it's on this little like I guess they call it a piling, the little like circular thing that's in the river. And there's just I guess there's a little hole, and a seed fell in it. People are saying it maybe was because a bird guano pooped in it, and um, that's and bats, sure in- bat guano. Oh, really? (laughs) You're our world's foremost expert on bats. I don't know what. (laughs) Anyway, bird poop. Um, I guess there was a seed in it and it uh, it grew from there. And now you can see from from land this like this tomato plant. And I actually think it's very refreshing because, uh, you know, they brought oysters back to the to New York Harbor and to the rivers. There used to be so many and then they died because of pollution and now they're back. So maybe there will be like hydroculture tomato Tomatoes. farms. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Um, if, if something... Farm to, t- farm to table. Farm <laughs> river to, to ta- table. <laughs> river to, east river to table. If something can grow out of like seagull shit on one of those little pilings in the middle of the East River, there is reason to hope. That is a yup. Okay, that's the end of this podcast. There's been more than enough here for for a week. Uh, if you have enjoyed this podcast, we love those reviews. We got some five-star reviews this week, some new ones. Keep on doing that. Keep giving us the reviews. Um, we, we love hearing your feedback. But if you hate this podcast, nobody's forcing you to listen to it. Just tap on subscribe and you never have to hear from us again. That's right. That's so the rate, review, of it. subscribe, tell your friends in real life. Uh, and uh, it's been a terrible week. We're sorry we did this to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common. We can talk about nothing. Shoot the shit. We got shit to shoot. Yo, you want to meet me at the bar? Yeah. Yo, you want to meet me at the lounge? Yeah. Okay.